1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the podcast. We are still at the, I almost said Hunt Suburbia, but yeah, I was like, ah, damn, no, that's, yeah, well, we're at Hunt Stock, put on by Hunt Suburbia, Mr. Pat. We can't thank those guys enough for, for letting us do this, where we actually decided that it was probably a good idea that we podcast in our booth, because we haven't done very much podcasting. Well, it's been a little bit been, busy. Well, things have been definitely nuts. It's I been mean, crazy, for sure. We, yeah, I know, it probably has, right? We did the live podcast this morning, and then I guess today is the day of podcast, so we decided that we would get the boys from uh, New England Adventures and come down and join us. So this is your boy East Coast Trev and this is Steve. And uh, we got the boys from New England uh, Adventures. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm uh, Nate, president of New England Adventures, and we got my he gets uh, a name Dave tag. McBee. I'm a board member. <laughs> of, Nate, uh, I New thought England that Adventures. you were going to talk for him. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was going to pass it. I was going to pass it to him. All right, all right. <laughs> so, so why don't we break it down, man? Why don't you tell us exactly what New England Adventures is and and what they do? So we. We have uh, been around about eight years, and we are a 501c3 nonprofit. We take veterans, current service members, and their families on all expense paid outdoor adventures throughout New England for outdoor therapeutic healing. Um, no cost to the veteran or their family, uh, anywhere from moose hunts to bear hunts, deer hunts, fishing trips, striper out on the Cape, shark fishing, sea fishing, duck. sea duck, pheasant camping whitewater rafting you name it snowmobiling we did up in maine guys i mean snowing uh skiing in vermont skiing in vermont yep. fly fishing just any, any kind of outdoor activity you could think of and we're open to change we change our schedule yearly we open uh every any kind of idea and um yeah we pay for pay their way so they don't yeah. have to and they can enjoy the outdoors and kind of get more of a, a healing going on that's Self-healing. yeah that's incredible where did this all start where did this idea come from that you were gonna to start this organization and do something like that so where it came from was we needed um an out like i always was on wounded warrior project looking and they always had hunting trips out west or they had hunting trips here and then the idea snapped where it was like all right these guys go on this trip and then they get cut off and then they just sent, sent back to their house and it's like why not bring multiple people in from an area, say New England, right? And combine them together, have them share their military relationships with each other, as well as the outdoors and, and stuff you like. So like, if you like fishing, you know, I can bring you tons of vets that are going to be fishing and then they're going to be talking together and then they're going to be making friendships and then they're going to be going fishing with each other. Right. Right. And so it's kind of almost like bringing veterans into this community of outdoorsmen to just kind of have a bond of both the outdoors and service to the nation. And I think that's huge in uh, the healing process for just someone 
that say been in their basement for five years right. you know, or doesn't want to get out or right. or is just mentally suffering with invisible wounds, not just physical. Um, but I feel like, and that, that's where, that's where the idea popped in and that's where it came from. And then, um, we just took off from there, man. The last, I, I took over the president, uh, about five years ago and it's just blown up since. That's incredible, man. It's a, and, and one of the questions I always have, cause we've done a couple of different podcasts with a couple of different veteran groups. And, and one of the questions that I have is like, how do, how do people that aren't veterans get involved to help out this type of organization to kind of get them involved too? Because I think there's a lot of people that listen to our podcast that may not be veterans, but they want to give back to that, that community. What, what is something that they can do to kind of help out your organization? So we're always looking, um, obviously donations. Um, we're always looking for any kind of outfitter or any kind of, um, say guide who's right. willing to donate their time, um, and help us out. Um, we're always looking, visit, we got a website, newenglandadventures.org, um, uh, Facebook and Instagram. And we always, we always put out, uh, there's a volunteer form that we got, a, we had a tab. You can go up and scroll down and click on the volunteer form, fill out your info. Um, let us know what you're all about, what you want to do. And we're always willing. We got PayPal, Venmo. I mean, cash is always king too. Right. Um, and if if you're a bigger donor, you know we got we're a certified 501c3, so it's a tax write off for your business or whatever you want. Um, and we can set something up that way too. That's cool. It's um, it's really important um that other people get involved too. It shows you know Americans care still right about the guys. And that's that and that's what I was saying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying because I think that there is a lot of Americans that care for the people that have done the service. Like myself, I'm I'm not a veteran, but it's something that I would volunteer my time or whatever to try and help out, whatever the case may be. It, it, and I think there's many people out there that you know like to hear the podcast with people that are have these organizations with veterans. But how do they get involved? You know, it's it's nice to hear about it, but what do they do to be able to help out and give back to the the, men, the service men and women. Even if you guys like say someone wants to go shed hunt, hit me up on on the email and I can find some veterans in Maine. My outreach for veterans, we got tons and tons of veterans on right. just following us now, and I try and expand that even further. We got guys all the way out in Michigan, taking mm-hmm. a guy in Michigan up Zone Three and moose hunt. Right. Um. But just just hit me up and say you're gonna go shed hunt and take a walk in right. the woods. Bring, bring a couple of vets with you if you want. Yeah, see, that's, that, something and that, like that's something we had talked to. I don't know if you guys know who House of the Woods is mm-hmm. uh, in Maine, and we they're talking about doing something like that, and they asked if I would bring up the dog and, and help him out and kind of okay. point him out or something like that. But, I mean, that there's, there's I think there's a ton of people that are similar to my outlook that would, would do something like that to put the time together and, and do something like I that. I think that's great, man. Yeah. Um, no, I think, I think the organization is really cool. Do you find that, like – you how do you reach people that because i know there's a lot of veterans that may not even talk about a lot of the stuff that they have going on never even because i know that they might have something going on in their head and they're not gonna outlook because obviously men they they're very stubborn people and they don't we're not no no. (laughs) they don't like to share their feelings too much you know but you hear the stories of guys that you know like myself uh, uh the the gentleman that i work for uh captain seth he was a marine and he had a good buddy that he served with over there and they hung out a ton they went to a hunting camp together and two weeks later his buddy committed suicide and nobody even knew anything would happen so how do you try to connect with people that that are those veterans but aren't are on the out, outreach side can i jump on that yeah you can uh, so you know veterans don't tend to talk a lot about what's going on with civilians right you know what i mean um it's it's a it's like a hunter talking to a non-hunter it just right. 
the person's looking at you like you're stupid. Right. You know, and that's the way, at least for myself, that I feel, and I'm sure you feel this way too, that talking about these experiences, you only really talk about it with other veterans. Right. You know, you're the only person that's usually that time. Like I had a guy at deer camp last year who came up to me, uh, Ryan Scott. I'm sorry if I can't say his name on here, but Ryan Scott came up to me and he said, dude, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for being you. I said, what do you mean? He goes, man, there's so many connections that I've had just from listening to you. And he goes, and he's tearing up and I'm fucking crying. You know what I mean? And it's just those kinds of things. I mean, that's what makes this, this program, what it is. Right. I mean, it's, I still talk to everybody I met at, at camp, everybody. The first time I went to camp, we still have relationships. We still have numbers and, and, and I still send, you know, happy birthdays and Merry Christmases and you name it. And it's, I mean, this it's probably, that community. Yeah. Yeah. It, and, and one of the things that I've realized, you know, being a civilian on the outside looking in and, and obviously, you know, talking to other veterans and stuff is that that that's a huge point. A lot of people won't talk with with me about it because what are you going to talk to me about? Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and you guys have come from a relationship from start to finish in, in a bonding group setting. You right. guys did it all overseas together, you guys. And then you came home and it was a complete separation. So now something like an organization like this, where I think is very important for some of these veterans and is, is getting that, that group back together and being able to help work together. So where the share happens, um, and this is the important part. This is like the behind the scenes. Yeah. We got all these flashy trips and hunting and then fishing. And that's where we get the draw in and maybe trying to get them out of their basement or I'm just, I just use that as an example. Of course. But, um, the draw after that, and where it's for us, I think, me and you, Dave, yep. is you're sitting in an Airbnb, like log cabin up in Maine, or you're you're sitting around at the end of the day or the end of the hunt, and you're chopping it up, and you're talking with the guys, and you're sitting there with the vets, and they're sharing their story. That's when they share their stories, I feel like. That's the best time. Or you're around a campfire in the middle of the North Maine woods, man, mm-hmm. and it's just you guys. And you all went on a hunt, a bear hunt or whatever. And at the end of the day, you come back, yeah, you talk about the hunt a little bit, but then it starts flowing into like, oh, I had this to deal with my family or my wife thought this or like, and then you're like, dude, my wife thought, and I was like, and then it's just starts flowing. And then after that, people start talking about it. You feel like you're alone. You feel like you're not going to be understood. People start talking about their experiences and everything. So, and when you have somebody you can look at and, and I mean, you know, too, Oh yeah. you know, when you can look at somebody and know they understand there's a comfort level there you know what i mean there's a complete like oh i can let my fucking car down right you know excuse my language no no no, no, no this is good. explicit you know, podcast, so you're perfect good. excuse my language that's a perfect example i mean even here for instance you right. know, we walked up we met we talked for two or three minutes figured out who each other was and from that point on yeah dude we I chopped know. it up the whole time yeah, i was i've been we look for you every night right. yeah we, of course we've at the end of the show great time because i mean it's one of those things i can say something and you'll laugh because you'll get it. Right. You'll look at us like we're stupid. Well, we're fucking. No, it's you not know. stupid, but well, it's and, and I understand it because being around yeah, military around people. But it's 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 just the civilians. A lot of people don't understand it. Right. I've made myself understand it. I've you know I like to hear those stories. I like to hear, and a lot of military people don't like the fact that 
I want to know that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just a weird, curious person, and I like to hear that because I love it. Though. I feel, I, like it. I feel, I like it too. you know, I, I mean, it's, it's a, you, even sitting here right now, we're not to even talking. To yeah, be able to help as a well, non-veteran. And the other thing too, man, is I have a lot of close friends that you know went to Fallujah, went to a lot of these places, and I mean, sometimes I bring an extra bottle just to get them to talk because I want to hear that shit, man. Because you know, me being on the soil here. And and not not seeing that, you know, I mean, you feel fucking kind of lost. You're like, well, right. I, man, I wish I fucking went, you know. Yeah. You really do, honestly. And it's and to hear those stories and the shit that that people went through, man. Like, I, I want to be there to help those people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, veterans, reach out. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll help. You know, and it's it it it's an amazing thing, dude. It really, truly, honestly is. It's great too, travel because like you actually listen and you actually remember. Like, <laughs> shit, I don't know. Day told you. What the first day we met yeah. that yeah. you served in Fallujah, <laughs> yeah. and you still remember you still, that. You yeah. just remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that little shit like that, and just your what you pay attention to. You at we actually like you. You care, right? right. You know, and we, we can tell. It. It. Right. We can tell. Yeah, it's and, just the thing. And that's one other thing I did want to point out is you, you're both veterans, right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, U.S. Where Marine Corps. You were both Soldier. Marine Corps. Oh, yeah. Was yeah. And it yeah. was funny. So Steve, I've got a box of crayons for you. I knew that one was coming. We discussed this all day. I work with the Marines, so we always talk about it. I ask them, and I'll ask you guys, what what is your favorite color? Green flavor. Everybody says fucking green. I like when I think of purple, I think of grape, and I'm like, give me that grape. How much time did you spend blue side on the ships? Um, so we didn't stay blue. No. We were never blue. I went. I was twenty nine palms. I was in the Mojave Desert. So where did purple come from? I don't know, I man. Know I just served. I just like. I used to think of purple like when I was a kid, like eating you know the grape flavor <laughs> stuff, man. Yeah. Everything was purple, and it wasn't even like that's not even a grape color, man. <laughs> Everything was like grape. I, I, that's, where, that's where I was like, all right, purple uh, or violet or whatever yeah. Crayola wants were, to fucking call. Were it. Were you infantry? Yes. It's a green thing. I yes. knew it. I knew it. I could call but that I'm from a million days. Oh, are you? Well, well, you're just a weird infantry guy. And here's a funny story. So like. I'll, I'll Did you stay in the back line? He's no. line. <laughs> the problem with me, I was too much front line, probably. Yeah, got exactly. my eyes crossed, my head. head. So you actually my bell rung a couple times. Yeah. Maybe I got my bell rung a couple times. You're actually like, colorblind, and you, you I went for the green, but it was purple or something. <laughs> I could foresee that. I could definitely foresee that. Oh, no. great. Here's I, a funny story, though, like real quick. Yeah. Um, Dave. We're here um, to tell stories okay. if you didn't so, know. Yeah, Dave, no. yeah. <laughs> Dave signed up for this trip, man. And now, like, me and Dave are, like, best friends, man. We both served in the same time. Same theater. Same theater and same operating area in Fallujah. Wow. And we never even knew each other. Never saw each other. Western really? Mass. Yeah, Western Mass. And then he signed up for a deer camp. And when I go to when I, when I have my deer camp, it's a self-guided. So I have a couple guys. We put up all our own tree stands, all our own stuff for just the deer camp. It's yeah. a lot of work, man, because we, we bring uh, 10 to 12 guys guys out wow and we got three thousand acres now we didn't but when we started but dave signed up for that and he sat there and i give a brief in the beginning and stuff and like what we're all about and kind of like this like you know we sit, sit around the fire and try to figure each other yeah. out yeah and um they're all they're all crying by the end man and it was like i like dave kept saying thank you for this man thank you for this and i just it really hit home and then you start talking to him and you find out dude i was right I was like, I was your neighbor pretty yeah. much in Iraq, you know, <laughs> yeah. like literally like, oh, you were a couple streets up. <laughs> Dude, and when we talked about early being able to talk about certain things and places and having that connection, like, I, dude, I can look at Nate anytime and know he knows mm -hmm. exactly what I, I do. I'm not going to tell the story, but there's something happened yesterday and we both got kind of irritated and we just looked at each other like, Mm. 
Okay. <laughs> this is happening. Right? But I already knew what he was thinking. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. It's just, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's cool, man. And that just little connections like that. And he makes connections on trips and like to everybody, everybody, yeah. everybody kind of just stays in touch, man. Or like we have, we have a, um, we have a Facebook, but we also have a Facebook group. So like people have been on, on stuff are part of that. And people that want to just like our, our group that's right and you know what we, we throw up stupid military shit man yeah. jokes and but we also throw up event advertising right, and stuff but we throw up jokes and stupid military yep. like innuendos and right. stuff like that and it's just a fun like thing and get people involved you know so my question is obviously we're at an outdoor show we're outdoor podcast I, what did putting the outdoors in it because obviously military you what 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 makes it i guess what drives it to be an outdoor thing like why why take them hunting why take them fishing why take them camping why take them hiking why That's why outdoors question. so this Real good this was my uh this goes back to the mission like where we started so i got back from iraq um and i was i was in a dark place man real dark place no. i started picking up bow hunting and i started shooting a bow and then i shot a bow for over a year before i even went hunting because i wanted to make sure i was proficient and then I sat in a tree or I was walking in the woods and like, that is where the I didn't go. Detail. I didn't now I might be like uh, a weirdo, but I didn't go to VA for counseling. I didn't believe I was like, I'm not going to tell this freaking doctor who's never seen shit in his life. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'm not going to share my feelings with this guy. Cause he's not going to know where the fuck I'm coming from. Well, so, the other thing I hear and I hear from a lot of military friends is the VAs just pump you with medicine and, and they yeah. just, they, there's problem. no Here's heal. The there's no heal to it at, at that point. Right. So I am a big fan of self healing and no Medicaid, like anything kind of psychomed, mm-hmm. none of that. I'll no, take I'm a, keep it out. My hardest drug buddy is a Motrin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I call them Skittles, but yeah. 800 milligram yeah. tabs. And, and, uh, and even then half the time it's like, can I get through with that? Right. 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 Yeah. right. Yeah. Do I mean, I'm don't the same way. Right. I don't like drugs in my body. And so what I did and what I found, like I was, I, like I said, when I say real dark, like I can <laughs> share this, but like I was, I, I, I thought about suicide. Like I got back. I was like, man, these people are just going about their lives. They have no clue no what clue. the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. And it was there, man. And the woods saved me. And I, I bring this up at the Boston bow hunter thing too. The woods, when I sit in a tree and I watch nature unfold in front of my eyes and I just look around and I have peace, that's, that was my Zen moment. And I was like, if this works for me and I'm stubborn as fuck, it's got to work for other people too. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm out fishing on a boat or I'm, I'm catching fish and it's just me out there. It's like, no one else on the water. This calm. It's it's all about. I feel like calm, and I feel like nature is got some healing powers that we don't still don't understand. Yeah. Those hairs yep. on the, the back of your neck set down. Yep. yep, yep. And it's just it's unreal, and that's 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 part of that mission, man. That's why I we chose the outdoors um, atmosphere to right. to do this. I also think like I don't. I, you can agree with this too. You probably you guys can too. But like as a military guy. There's a lot of attention to detail and a lot of like, there's little things you need to be doing every single day. Yes. You know, every day, little things um, to, to the, 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 the measurements of the rolls of your sleeves. Marines more often. You know, they're, yeah. they're more, <laughs> they're more picky sleeves, than anything else. So. But like, you get out there and you have to, really have to remember a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff that goes into hunting and I, that's my favorite part is that I have something to take the bullshit that's going on here and just put it to the side for those few hours that I'm out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or that day that I'm out there or the week that I'm out there. It's, it's, it's therapy, man. 
It really fucking is. Well, one of the things that when we had talked on the first day, you were talking about how it's that chess game to right. you. That same thing that you had felt at war right. was the same that right. you had brought here. I'm, I can't believe you remembered that. That's fucking um, awesome. <laughs> I told you, man. That's awesome. No, but the, and, and I think that... In, it instilled in me because you were talking about how you were able to relate the outdoors to what you had done. Right. And, and it was, it was that same thing that you had been used to for such a long right. period of time. Right. And it, it just brings back comfort, you know? Mm-hmm. And I also think bow hunting was my next big process into hunting because like I always muzzle loaded. I always, you know, that kind of thing hunting. And I, I got out of it cause I was like, man, why do I want to go shoot something? You know, why do I want to go out there? It was easy to do overseas, man. You know, that's what I found too. It's just as easy to do a killing animal here. You know what I mean? It doesn't give me the thrill. So like switching to the bow, um, that's a learning curve. Nothing against the rifle and muzzleloader hunters or anything. I love hunting season, but I mean, when I shot my biggest, I had one of my, my first big buck, I shot it with a shotgun and I was like, that's it. Well, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Like not easy, but you know what I mean. Like right. that wasn't. There's and, not that challenge. You're right. used and to that challenge. I wasn't. I wasn't challenge. like up close and personal. Mm-hmm. I didn't see the deer blink. Like I didn't watch it breathe. Right. I didn't watch it creep around trees. And that's wa- a sick, twisted part of you. Yes. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't like. I didn't have that. I didn't have that connection. Right. I didn't have that closeness to nature or being close to big game. Mm-hmm. You know, like anybody. I mean. Dude, anybody can sit in a field and just just let it let a 308 rip you know right and i mean i think like even for people that who haven't even shot a bow yet i think go try a bow man right i think the rush and the um the skill the the fine-tuned skills that it takes yeah so is awesome going to that a big part of archery and why it helps people like us is when you start shooting a bow your groups are 12 inches right and then when you tinker and you fiddle and you Stabbing practice and you see in. that group comes in. Yep. And then when you have those three arrows touching, I mean, each step yes. is a progressive step you noticeably can acknowledge. Right. And when you get there, it's just, it's that sense of achievement. Yes. That task knocked out. Right. What's next? Right. Going back and on uh, to go on top of you there is, dude, when you're shooting a bow, that's all you're doing, man. Shooting a bow. You exactly. walk up, grab your arrows. You got that time to just like clear your head. You walk back, shoot some more arrows. You know what I, I mean? I don't get that from shooting a rifle. Like, I lo- don't get me wrong, man. I love blasting rounds. Oh, 100%. I love blowing yeah. shit up. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's just part I'll of the game. I'll put some time. I mean, yeah. shit, we go to Maine, man. I buy gallons of Tannerite. Hell yeah. <laughs> Blow up trees and, dude, I love it. Yeah. Right? Blow up beaver dams. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do whatever right. you want. Right. <laughs> You're American, Pond bro. Rule. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> Nuisance beaver dam, nuisance beaver dam. But no, like finding that peace and that zen again, just shooting a bow, man. Yeah. Walking up, walking back. Like you got time to think, just kind of just flush it all out and it's cool. So as far as New England Adventures goes, where at what point for you was like that I made it moment? Like that you you were on a hunt or a group and being president and you're like, this is what I need to do. This is my my give back to these people that are there so i mean like like from the beginning my aha moment was this works being in the tree right Mm -hmm. and then it was a struggle to get to where we are today we've been around eight years um and like i said the first three usually a nonprofit fails within the first year or two Mm -hmm. just under tank um 
And when we started getting recognized by Cabela's and recognized by like Movement Mortgage and all these bigger companies, mm -hmm. that was when I was like, people know what we're doing. People see what we're doing. And this is like something real. Like and we made it. Yeah. And all of us, you know, we don't, we're all volunteers, you know, we just do it because we love it and we love the outdoors. And, um, I feel like what differentiates us is we just require an audible discharge. We don't require a disability like wounded warrior. Um, and I feel that a majority of our money is spent for the veteran. It right? is, you know, <laughs> almost all of it. Well, almost all of it. <laughs> that's a big part. And that's where a lot of the veteran groups, especially the ones that fail, they miss out on the aspect that when you bring the money in, the more you give back, the better you do. Right. Like right. for the mission. Like, yeah. like, so I always, my signature always has for the mission and it's my name. And that's, that was our, that was, that's our, that's been our motto. And I live by that because like I'm a hundred percent, he's a hundred percent. Like we have stuff to do. Yeah. But we also do this man and taking that money to put it elsewhere just is like stupid to me. Stupid. I want what you, what people donate. That's why Boston Bonner donates to, to so much is they know and they see online and they see on Facebook exactly where that goes. Like they can see it happen yeah. in front of their eyes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And they, they know where all that money's going. It ain't being tinkered around. It ain't paying retirement. It ain't paying pensions. You know, it's not doing any of that. It's going right to the veterans, mm -hmm. which is, and like I said that, so the aha moment was like when the bigger people started recognizing us and I had to do less backbreaking fun fundraiser work yeah. and more concentration on the mission work. So what is kind of the future of New England Adventures? So we were just, we were talking about this on, uh, on the drive up here. Um, <laughs> so what we would like to have is a piece of land and a lodge and bring a bunch of guys in for different events throughout the year. Um, and have an operating space where they can just come and hang out if they want, right. mm -hmm. or they want to, they want to take a couple of days off from their life, come and hang out at the lodge. And I think that's the next step. Um, obviously with, uh, us, I think it's amazing. I think, I think, I think having a little, a little piece of property, you know, and I mean, we don't have to, it like, have to raise easy. pheasants and right. stuff, but we could stock pheasant and right. have, um, just a piece of have a centralized this. location for them to come. Um, we can still do our fishing trips and stuff mm -hmm. like that, you know, yeah, of but, course have that one space um like a new england ventures lodge or something yeah. and that's that that's been rolling around in my head for a couple of years um i think it's beautiful because you can take guys that you know they're out and about or they have a real bad day you know right. they need to just get away from whatever the problem yep. is for the weekend and they can hey guys can i come up right sure let's shoot some targets right. let's hang out let's just just get away right and like I, me, I'd be crazy. I'd build a freaking pond. Oh yeah, stock it with large. Oh, yeah. Hey, just yeah. go yeah. cast off the bank yeah. button, hang out. Could you imagine what that could do for somebody? Oh, just oh, save their life. Try save their literally save their life. Save their life. So there's there's a I had a, a situation happen where um, a friend of mine had reached out. They were doing a sporting clay event for, and they were trying to they somebody had donated a bunch of money to take one veteran to go to the sporting clay event. And uh, I had a, a gentleman that came out fishing, and the reason he was out fishing was he had found us and just needed some type of avenue to get out. And he was actually, uh, I think he was an airplane or a helicopter pilot overseas, and uh, he he was on the verge, man. He was not doing fucking good at all, and uh, he kind of we kind of opened because. I, 
my personality, I can get someone to semi open up yep. to have yep. a conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether it's good, bad, or evil. And, and so he had mentioned something to me, and there was a couple of things that had ticked in my head. And so somebody had reached out to me and said, hey, Trev, I know you know a lot of people. Do you know a veteran that may need some help to potentially come to this sporting clay event? And I... I, the first person I clicked to was this person. So I had gotten a hold of uh, my captain, and they, we have the contact information, and uh, we got him to go to that. And it Hell literally, yeah. he called me, and he's like, hey, man, you know, like, I, I owe you lunch. And I was like, no, you don't owe me lunch. Yeah. I, I go, I go, you don't. I said, you just owe, owe me to come out fishing again, bro. Like, it's not, it's, it's not anything more than that. Like, you don't need that. But right. you don't realize it until it actually fucking happens mm-hmm. that's the scary part right. like it's and, and going back to what i was saying is that there's a lot of people that you don't even know that they're there that there's small telltale signs in these people that that or these veterans that have this stuff going on and you don't even know it and you could potentially they could be right next to you right it could be an everyday thing and so it's and, and the reason i'm saying this and so listeners can hear this if they have friends that are veterans just pay to those telltale signs attention. because it it could be something and i don't want to go negative but it nope. could be a bad thing right, right? right. so just pay right. attention to that and 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 try and get them into organizations with new england adventures or some of these other there's a ton of them out there that are good good places to go and they they need more places like this especially nowadays there's tons of stuff out there for guys you know yeah. tons and tons and to go on top like you don't know how many emails and letters written letters handwritten letters and voicemails i have voicemails on my phone uh-huh. i don't know what we're playing but um <laughs> literally oh i needed this trip thank you so much my i was in a real dark play i'll play them for you when we get yeah. offline um but stuff like that man and yeah. it hits and it hits hard a couple years ago we had a guy in his basement for five that's why yeah. i said that five years didn't never come left. out never left had a service dog but never left his house right it, stayed in his basement brought he's like oh whatever i'll i'll try this i, I haven't been hunting in a while i applied for a bear hunt made the bear hunt and then now he comes out with his service dog hangs just to come and like if say we're out here he's coming today to visit us because we're here and he knows we're here. He sees us on Facebook now and stuff. And he's going to bring his dog and he drives with his dog and comes up and just comes and talks to us. Awesome. It's a community. And you know what? But you know yeah. what? Like, and now he signs up for a deer camp, not because, and he signs up to help, not because, not because he wants to go hunt, because he wants to come and hang out with these other vets that are coming, that are new yeah, to the organization. Yeah. Right. He knows it's a and place now he he's like, and... he's got his comfort. He's got his Zen. He gets out of the house. Right. It's unreal, man. It, it's giving me goosebumps right now. Yeah. I can see. How, what what are the avenues that you use to try and connect with some of these guys? So I just I'm, I'm myself. Dave's himself. Like I I tell sta- I tell stories. I no, I'm sh- saying to like get them to be part to to get even to know who New England Facebook, Adventure is. New like Eng- uh, so Instagram. Yeah. So we uh, are New England Adventure zero one Facebook yeah. and Instagram, and that's that's been our primary outreach okay um that's been how we try and got the word out or get the word out from the beginning was facebook um we just started instagram um we're gonna be i just bought a gopro (laughs) i I, uh because you know videos are huge now so i want to start um instagram more videos on instagram and i want to start um that youtube channel cool it's just you know you guys know it's a lot like editing oh yeah and stuff like that and like that's not my cup of tea i have uh, i have an it lady who who runs our website which is she's a godsend she's from pennsylvania Mm mm-hmm um but and she donates her time and she yeah. she donates her server for us and i think that's rad too 
Because other, awesome. otherwise, like we have it's such an interactive, easy application process on our website. Mm -hmm. Literally upload your DD-214. Uh, people in the military will know what I'm talking about. Um, all we want is honorable discharge. Or if you're a current service member, just take a picture of your ID real quick. And send it. And send it. That's we awesome. We don't save it. We fucking get rid of it. But as soon as it's submitted, uh, you get in a database that, hey, proof of service is verified. And then you're good, man. That's awesome. It, we try to make it as easy as possible. And... And that's that's one other thing, and, and I do say it differentiates you guys from a lot of the others I've seen and worked with in the past, is it's not a, we want you because you're wounded, you got to have percentages, you get, no, I don't care if you're a Vietnam vet, right? Hey, you served, check the box, come hang right. out. We had a World War II vet at Deer Camp last year, just mm -hmm. came awesome. and hung out. You know, yeah. it was, that's awesome. I think he went out once for like two hours, but yeah, he, was he wasn't about it, man. You know what yeah. he was about? The camaraderie, yeah. the the camp food. We have we have we we treat our guys well. Real well, and, he's uh, used to that camaraderie yeah. and that group. Like I said, going back to it, they're used to at war. Where are you at? You are yep. with your your, your boys. And, boys. And that's one thing I've ran into a lot, especially with the older generations and the different vets from different wars. Is like the few World War II guys we have left love nothing more than to sit down and With the hear the stories of what did you guys see uh -huh. and well right. it was like this for us we didn't have this and this right so hearing how it's changed but it's still the same difficult right? mm -hmm. you know and not to go dark but like dude that's huge for him because yeah. he knows like his memory or his legacy and he just told someone else and like now that you'll carry that for your life Right. Remembering what he said. Right. And like, I feel like once we get that age, you know, it's going to be the same way, man. Like, it could dude, literally we're, gonna, we're, we're literally going to just, we're literally going to yeah. die and then we're going to be wiped off and like, nobody, Fallujah, like Fallujah is not even going to exist. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Could you yeah. imagine? And yeah. all the things that you went through, yeah. Fallujah yeah. is just gone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's crazy, right? For nothing. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing. Like, so last year I lost my grandpa. He was a ball turret gunner in a B 17. Hmm. Sorry, man. And greatest man in the world. But he never really, like, he would tell the fun parts uh -huh. of, you know, he was in Germany for four years straight. And he, but he never talked about, you know, the flights, the bombing runs, because everyone knows the B-17 bombing runs were, I mean, you had a one in a, one in 10 chance you were dead that day. Yeah. And being the ball turret gunner, your, your odds were significantly worse. And when I came home from the war, we could sit down and, you know, we'd go for a drive and go spot elk and things like that. And he would be like, yeah, I remember this one run. You know, we had flak everywhere. There was this and that. Had flak got pinned in the turret. I ended up having to use the emergency escape just to get back in. Mm. You know, my buddy's landing wow. gear didn't come down. And they didn't know if they could get him out of the turret. And, you know, things like that. And no one else in the family had ever heard these stories. But they're... You don't even have to say it. It's not a can we talk about it. It, it, it'll, just, it just flows. Yep. It flows. It just happens. Well, boys, I... I always ask this question, and I think it's a very important question to at least this podcast, and it, we always end with it, but I think you guys will have something a little bit special to, to share to it, is is what drives you outdoors? What drives you? Not your car, not your truck, not your... <laughs> I want to know what drives you. You deep down inside, what drives Man, you outdoors? That's a good question. It's a good question. It's a hard question. Um, for me, I'm probably the same as Nate. It's the serenity. It's the peace. It's the ability to see things that nobody else gets to see. You know, I spent one, you know, one day in a tree last year and you see two moose, two bear, coyote and 15 deer. And you're like, 
that doesn't happen on on if in, to anybody. You no, know what I mean? Like that, those kinds of things. So that that for me, having the ability to get close to animals, put my hands on them, I respect every animal. I really do. I love animals, but like, there's nothing like feeling like you did your job when you actually kill something. And I and I mean that. Like, you feel like everything that you put together in your head, this plan that you had, you just played out. And you feel successful. You mm-hmm. feel good about yourself again, you know? And for me, that's what it is. I like to feel good about myself because I don't a lot of time, you right. know? Um, and this organization, again, is another thing that's just is completely changed my life in terms of my the type of friends I have, people that I'm hanging out with, events that I'm doing, you know? Like, just volunteering is giving me the ability to go on and do things with these guys that I normally... <laughs> wouldn't ever fucking do you know or wouldn't have the ability to do so yeah i would say it's that mine's kind of the same as dave's um i don't have to kill anything i don't have to do that like i don't like i like and i I respect mother nature and everything she has to offer from the plant to the ant to the animal right and i think a lot of outdoorsmen do that and you know that's our that's our that's our creed but um i feel when i'm at in the woods and i'm at peace just like you man like I have an owl just swoop right by me. Like, I'm just looking around. Like, I become one with the woods and one with, say, just even stupid, one with a tree. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I'm just there and I'm just watching nature. I'm, I'm just, I'm just the audience, man. And you I'm get just, to be part of that right, world. Right. It's unreal. Like, I, I can have squirrels crawl up me, you know, like I can, it's just why it's awesome. Awesome. I bet that you and that too, drives me every day. I, th- I think that you too, like many other veterans, can really honestly f- deeply from the bottom of your heart mean that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I think n- not that other people because like, all right, let's I'll, I'll be I'll be straight up. And, and this is something that me and Steve have talked about that. That question, what drives you outdoors? Obviously, all of the people that answer that question, it's all relatively the, the same. Right. I mean, in, in some type of variation. Right. Mm-hmm. And when when somebody like the two of you answer that question it's really truly honestly deeply from the heart because it all could have been gone in a second right. so you then realize it when you're here it, this is fucking heaven gone right and it have on heaven man gone in a second and we're in chaos and hell on earth yeah at war literally which is we've seen the worst of what this planet can offer mm-hmm. and inhumanity I, and I, I hate it yeah, yeah and i want to get a, and as as far away from it as possible yep. and like i'm not a big city guy but hey like i want to get and god bless these guys that hunt out in uh, the, suburb, the suburbs and stuff i want to get out and i want to just away. be that's what that zen moment man yeah you know and i just that's that's the that's the true peace and serenity because we've experienced chaos yeah and hell I couldn't imagine. It's constant. Couldn't and it, imagine. And that's and it hits home hard, man. And it's it's just, it's just you don't leave it there either. It's a passion. Oh no, it, it, it goes with you. Yeah, come right everywhere. back home with you. It's a passion, it's, man. And that's what it. That's what gets you. You know, hundred percent. Well, for everyone listening, where can they find you guys? Um, so you can find us on Facebook, New England Adventures. You can find us on Instagram, New England Adventures zero one. Um, look for the Blue Mountains, and we have a website, www.newenglandadventures.org. Fantastic. Outstanding. That's easy enough. So. Everybody, make sure you get over there, check them out, follow along. And if you have the time and you're in the area, jump over there, volunteer, donate. These things, it, it saves lives, you know, and it's it's hard to explain until you've experienced it and see the power that it can do. So 
please help them out do everything you can to just keep this thing going and until then as always thanks for taking the ride right here on the outdoor drive